0: which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a 5-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, aka Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. What's up guys? This is David, aka Reverse Long. I'm here with Joe Kennedy from Four Eyes Finance. Joe was a an intern here at Trade Space and uh Really, really cool person to hang out with, and just talk stocks and stocks talk markets. And he's very aware of uh, like everything from a macro perspective, and he has like experience trading more like options and stuff. So he's always aware of like what the Fed's up to, and like o- like a uh, an overall wider perspective than me. I'm the, I'm a short seller. I kind of focus on the stocks and like more like zooming in, and Joe's more like zooms out. So I wanted so right now with the whole Russia and Ukraine. And the oil crisis going on and all that uh i reached out to joe and see if he wants to come on the podcast uh to talk about it so because he 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 knows more about it so so here he is so what's up joe how's it going man
1: what's going on david it's been quite a time in the market the last couple weeks for sure um the overnight ranges in 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 S and P futures have been absolutely nuts. Even last night, um, you know, we we started down two percent and then came all the way back with potential peace talks before the open. So, from a from a swing trading perspective, it's pretty difficult right now um, for people who are swinging options because the volatility will change so quickly. Um, overall price ranges will change quickly, and there's expectations that are going to be adjusted with the uh, with the Fed coming up, uh, midterm elections, twenty twenty two. We were already talking about supply chain disruptions, you know, over the last year, And when you have gas prices going as crazy as they are, um, think about the implications of semi-trucks driving across America, ships going between countries, uh, commodity prices surging, it's inflation's at an all-time high. It's, it's an interesting time um, for the Federal Reserve and overall just for the U.S. economy, um, yeah, I'd be curious to get your take now, uh, more from a short-selling perspective. I know I monitor pre-market uh, as well and trade it trade it sometimes myself. And even this morning, you know, you had so many oil names that are absolutely surging because a barrel of oil was, what, $130 last night when it opened up in the futures? So yeah. I'd be curious to get your take on that.
0: Yeah, you know, um, so last night, uh, around 8 p.m. or so, a few of us here gathered at, at the trade space, and we're looking at like going over charts and stuff. And we're like, okay, so... If uh, oil, the oil sector is, is uh, going to be booming, like there's a couple of s- small cap stocks, low floats that are going crazy, like INDO, IMPP. And INDO, we call it, like the head of the snake. So there's a lot of other smaller names affiliated with like oil and gas that are kind of like being lifted up as well temporarily. And uh, we're going, OK, so what's related to oil and gas? And you got like agriculture. Um, what do you call it? Manufacturing. So like a lot of commodities uh plays so stuff that's related to oil which is like at the end of the day like almost you can make a case that almost everything is related to oil you know because yeah. you you know you need oil to run everything so like from a small cap perspective short selling it's just like uh just be mindful of that and also the first day because i know like i've seen like gas prices and stuff uh i know in california it's like six seven bucks in some places in Texas, uh, I think I saw some photos of some people putting like five bucks yeah. or something, and I'm like, okay, so gas could probably go to ten dollars at one point sometime soon. I don't know. I'm just this is speculation for my my short seller yeah. brain over here, without being super aware of like macro, like like uh, like you. So um, and I'm like, okay, if, if that's the case, and like all these other stocks, they still got a long way to go. And like INDO, for example, like we talked about the the head of the snake. Uh, yep. is a low floater. It started around like 50 bucks today and now it's going to like a hundred or something like that. I don't know what it is now. I haven't looked yeah. in like 10 minutes, but, uh, and I remember. So this is like flashback for me. It's crazy. You asked that question. So flashback to 2016 when I first started trading and first started becoming aware of everything of this kind of stuff. Donald Trump got elected and all the shipping stocks went berserk. And as we know, DRYS, I don't know if you're familiar, DRYS went from like a dollar to 150. And that was the shipping sector. And then that brought the whole shipping sector up. Like uh, a lot of garbage companies um, from like a couple bucks to like 20 bucks or like 10 bucks, a ridiculous amount. So this, and that's like kind of like shipping and this is oil and gas and shipping kind of deals with oil and gas because they got to ship it. So like um, that reminds me of this, especially when INDO, a week ago or so it was like a two dollars. Now it's like I don't know. It could cross a hundred or ninety bucks uh, by the end of the day or something like that. So yes. that's that's what that's how I feel. So like I was not aggressive yeah. this pre market. Um, there was a, it seemed like really good shorts and they ended up being decent shorts. But uh, just I don't want to get burned. I don't want to be the guy that that uh, shorted DRYS in 2016. So you know it's like you got to think about the long yeah. the long term. Like I'm here to stay for the long haul, and I wanna I don't I wanna I wanna sleep nice, you know. So. That's it's interesting
1: when it. you th- when you think yeah. about it from the from the from the larger companies like you think about like Costco, Walmart, Target, some of those consumer staples and how analysts get their price targets for these companies. Right, they use their project uh, their discounted cash flow model, and the, one of the inputs to that is the cost of goods sold. And I think when you have oil alone going so like crazy, it throws their models off because they project oil to between a certain price, and now it's at a deviation from where their models are. That like. There's so much uncertainty, you know, and these stocks aren't going crazy, but uh, that's just how you look at it intraday and and, and you see how they're, a lot of stocks are going down and then coming back and going. They're having a hard time just figuring out where they're going to stabilize um, with that uncertainty, um, which makes sense for those names. But with the names that you're talking about, are they also being pumped? Because I know you follow a lot yes. of pumpers really close. Are they also oh, yeah, I follow simultaneously them. I'm, I'm being on them. pumped by the pumpers because it's not necessarily the fundamentals of the company are wrong, right? There's also this like narrative and you have the herd mentality now. Yes,
0: the, the, the gamblers, you know, everyone's like yeah. shifting from one one hot stock to the other. And there's too many to handle at once. So yep. it's like it's it's just weird. Like I was joking with Michael Matthews, uh, another guy that's that's active in the podcast, too. He was I was telling, oh, you know, everybody's family today, like the, the kid is eating cereal and the dad, the uncle, the grandpa, the wife, they're all like looking at what oil stocks to buy on their yep. phones and their laptops so you know and the kid is like you know like he's eating yep. his cereal not knowing what's going on but yeah you know so uh yeah what, what do you think about the potential war and all that do you see this like going crazier about that or do you, do you yeah back to that in? um
1: real quick too on what you were just talking about it's interesting. I don't really tell me many people that I'm a trader or whatever, but like when you have friends and stuff that start to mention like, oh, should we be buying Russian banks now? Or like, what do you think of buying Russian banks or like oil names? Or like when you start to see people that don't invest now saying like, this is my investment idea. It's always an interesting time in the market. You saw it a lot more shorty in like last year in 2020 with the meme stocks and stuff. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, uh, it, you know, it was crazy. It's like, you're not supposed to do that, but, like, uh, yep. they made a ton of money, but, like, at the end of the day, a year later, look where those stocks are, a year and a half later. So, eventually, yep. it, you know, it, it reality hits, but yep. um, in the meantime, you know.
1: It's the same people, too, now that – because I was in the Army before I, I, I just got out recently, and it's kind of the same idea that a lot of people in the Army now with the potential war, right? Right are saying, like, well, where's Lockheed Martin? Where's General Dynamics? Where's BAE Systems? Where's all these big defense contractors? Like, those should be the next buy because they're assuming then that we're going to have to ramp up military spending and obviously give them more contracts. Um, so they're looking at that as well, but...
0: I was wondering um, about that. So, okay, so, like, I was I was talking to someone here about that. Okay, so where... Last week was cybersecurity. This week is oil. What's next? And then we're thinking, okay, is it agriculture? Is it uh, shipping stocks? Is it... Uh, I don't know. You can see where
1: the appetite's appetite's moving from a macro perspective because you used to have names in like the Asana, the Upstart, the Affirm, um, a lot of those types of names. uh, Zoom, just looking at a lot of these charts, they used to get all the attention as like the up and coming tech names. And now you see Costco is a strong name. Home Depot is a pretty strong name. uh, LMT, Lockheed Martin, the oil names. So there's an interesting shift going on in institutional money, you'd say um keeping those names afloat um but i think there's still just so much uncertainty and in, in you have a different opinion too of of what's going to happen between russia and ukraine it's almost still too hard to predict what's going to happen because there's so many things developing like one night you have a nuclear reactor getting attacked and like i don't know about you how many people are like thinking like what's this next risk factor that we're taking on you know
0: yeah yeah, so, yeah, it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. You know what I mean? So right, and
1: and and there's just like things that they're like smaller black swan events that like people just aren't projecting right now. So I think until there's more uh confident ceasefire and negotiations happening, there's there's going to remain this uncertainty at least from a macro perspective. And then obviously you're going to see names being pumped like we just talked about. That yeah, the yeah, all, all
0: the it's crazy. So I have an alert set up for every pumper, like fifteen of them, fifteen of the hottest yeah. pumpers. And uh they're they're loving it. <laughs> yeah, every second I'm getting know, alert. You boom, boom. You've
1: you've had quite a few people on talking about NFTs, crypto. I saw Spencer's on talking about the metaverse. Has anyone talked to you about how um, Ukraine doing their own NFTs to raise capital? Have
0: you seen no, that? No, no, no. What's that about?
1: I I didn't read too much into it, but Ukraine was trying to sell NFTs to get their own financing for humanitarian purposes, more defense purposes. Um, That's
0: really interesting. It's kind of,
1: interesting project and it's like coming quick but also in the crypto space now you see coinbase locking russian accounts um i think the question could be asked if crypto is living up to its name right now because it's still having uh, government implications right yeah
0: so that's one thing i'm wondering so is it is it supposed to be like a safe haven or something because you would think if if people like in you let's use ukraine for an example if ukraine uh, if you had some assets in there and you switch you want to switch it to crypto and get out of there right and yep. uh, crypto or like the is tanking, rubble, right? or Russia? Yeah, exactly, and and it's yeah. tanking. So, so what's your take yeah. on that?
1: Um, well, not being too intimate in crypto, you'd think that Bitcoin would be acting as in an inverse asset. It'd be almost like gold, right? Where there'd be all this risk going into Bitcoin in times when there's so much sell off in the overall market. Because we saw the ruble lose fifty percent of its value overnight when the Swift implications came in. So you think all the Russians, but then there were so many videos that were coming out of people uh, lining up to draw from the ATM Coinbase is freezing accounts, So I don't think it's it's not as integrated yet where people can use it in a practical purpose. Right.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. Very interesting because I know. Uh, yeah. It's the price of Bitcoin is, is uh, it's not looking so hot right now. So,
1: yeah, I think you have a lot more smarter people than than I am uh, in a lot of finance pieces, but particularly crypto that come yeah. on this podcast I would have better things to say about it, but it's interesting just as two traders who observe the market pretty frequently to see how it's behaving in this kind of environment.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, man. i in fact, I just popped up some ideas to ask some questions about that, like dispenser and some others over here yeah. know about that stuff. Oh, way yeah. more. Um, um, anything else? Anything I- else? We're going to wrap it up soon. So a few minutes.
1: Um, yeah. We were kind of talking about it more off camera too. It's interesting to see with the, uh, 2022 midterms coming if yeah how the politicians want to act if they're who's going to get behind the idea of going to war who's not going to get behind the idea of going to war who's they're trying to work the the build back better um and pass that bill it be interesting to see if that gets passed um they're releasing all the, the vaccine mask mandates across the country right now for the most part so it's pretty dynamic and, and in a few weeks we'll catch up and hopefully have uh more clarity on what's going on going forward.
0: Absolutely, man. Speaking of the mass mandate. So today, earlier today, uh, I just found out Puerto Rico lifted the mass mandates and I think uh, all the other mandates. I don't even want to say the word because then maybe YouTube yeah. will block it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, Joe, man, thanks for cool. coming on the podcast with the 4 Eyes Finance. Maybe we'll do a few more of these uh, as time goes on, update on macro stuff. Be interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you.
0: Awesome, man. All right, Joe, I'll see you later. Bye. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find The Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.